Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Mwiwa Faulkner. Mwiwa, it's great to have you on the program. Same here, Bans. Really looking forward to this. Now, Mwiwa is up to really interesting stuff. He is the co-founder and CEO at Black Copper, which is a financial services company whose main goal is to go beyond the provision of mundane banking services and build a fast-growing community around their users. And We'll talk about what Mwiwa and his team are building at Black Copper. But before we get there, Mwiwa, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Hey, Vance. Um, so I started out at a bank um, in Nigeria called Guarantee Trust Bank, where I was handling corporate internet banking and building out um, SME versions of the corporate internet banking. You know, essentially my love for small businesses started there because I realized that within the market today, within the financial services market, there is a neglect for small businesses and nano businesses in particular, even though these guys are essentially the most important part of the economy because they represent around 50% of our GDP, around 79% of our workforce, but no one was really doing anything for them. You know, even things as basic as corporate internet banking or as personal internet banking for them to run their business. And that was always a major issue. Um, so from there on, I moved on to do my first startup. Um, which didn't work out, as, as you can tell. I mean, we're here now. Um, but that that was around, you know, building kiosks that enable people to pay cash, uh, to use cash for bills payment. So it was like a cash kiosk. Um, and then you can buy postages, you can open bank accounts and mm-hmm. all of those type of things. Um, but it didn't see the light of the day at the time. Um, I guess it was wrong timing um, and for that one at that time. Then I moved back into paid employment, um, did a stint at Flutterwave, at Team Apt, at Migo, um, before we then, you know, decided to start Black Copper in the middle of COVID. Wow, that's great. Well, you know, those businesses, those kiosk-based businesses are tricky. They all Very. seem amazing at first. And then, you know, you start to think about the cost of the hardware and the maintenance. Yeah, and yeah it, was, it was majorly the cost of the hardware. The CapEx was, it was too huge to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're on to something much more interesting now with Black Copper. So tell me more about what you and the team are working on. Great. Um, you know, so going back to my love for small businesses and the neglect that they were experiencing, um, we decided to build out something that enables us to use alternate data to be able to make credit decisions about small business owners. You would agree with me that the small businesses and their personal identities are usually intertwined. Um, These guys, most times they don't have registered businesses, they don't have business accounts, so they use their personal accounts for businesses. Um, In Nigeria today and in Africa and in most emerging markets, 85% of their transactions are cash. So what that means is, it's difficult even for existing players to be able to offer them credit because they don't have um, any footprint about these guys, whether digital or even traditional. You know, they don't keep, they don't usually keep too many records, all their transactions are cash. So what we've done is we understand that 
the embodiment of a human being isn't just their bank statements. You're not just your, you're not a sum of your bank statement. There are several other things that make you a human being. How long have you had your phone number? Uh, male or female, where do you live? Um, how economically viable is the area that you're in? Um, do you have a steady location? Do you have a steady phone number? Have you been at your market or, or at your store for, for a particular period of time? So all of these different data points go into the algorithm um, and then the algorithm powers our digital bank. And so Backhopper is essentially a credit-led digital bank um, that gives easy and fast access to financial services for small businesses. And in Nigeria today, small businesses, there, there are well over 42 million of them. Um, mm -hmm. We're only just scratching the surface. We just started. We've been able to acquire over 190,000 of those people. We have around 40,000 of them active. Um, wow. We've disbursed over $4 million in loans to them. Um, and we think that we, we we still have a really long way to go. Um, and we're doubling down, doubling down on this. I love it. I agree with you so thoroughly in terms of the need to reassess risk and reassess the services that these small to medium-sized business owners need. I love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been quite a few efforts by companies around the world to start this process. However, they mm -hmm. constantly run into those lovely legacy issues of, you know, banks. I mean, certainly somebody needs to underwrite this. I'd oh, love to know, you. how did you get the underwriters to back you guys? Great question. Um, so we're underwriting ourselves. No one's doing the underwriting. No Excellent. one wants to take on the underwriting. <laughs> so we've realized you know, we've tried to do the underwriting. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to touch it. Everyone's like, well, why go through the hard parts when I can make money easier? You know? Mm. So well, for us, it's it's more of a but I it's mean, think about the story, Mwiwa. Like in a couple of years' time, the data that you're gonna have that can essentially exactly. rewrite risk. You know, it's incredible. Rewrite the whole story of risk is phenomenal. Yeah. What a great, great story. Well, let me get a better sense of what you guys are doing in the context of the business landscape. It sounds like you guys are focused heavily on Africa or Nigeria right now. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that, that, that is correct. Um, right now, we're just in Nigeria, even though we're a Delaware company, um, mm -hmm. but we're focused on just Nigeria. But over the next um, 12 to 18 months, um, we will be expanding to Ghana, Uganda, and Tanzania. Um, we also have plans to go to Mexico and Brazil. Hey, it's it's an emerging market problem. Yeah, emerging absolutely. markets exist various parts of the world as well so but we want to start with africa because i'm a big proponent of deep before wide uh, mm -hmm. so you know go deep in this market nigeria is the biggest market in africa so yeah. if we go deep in nigeria we solve it in nigeria we get the biggest market share in nigeria it becomes easier to take the model and just take it to any other country that we go to and just plug in data and then you're you're able to start start uh, making loans and and generating revenue immediately so tell me a little bit about the landscape in Nigeria and the digital landscape. I mean, are you finding companies are seeking these types of solutions out or are you having to spend a lot of time educating? Where is the market these days? So right now, somewhere we're somewhere in the middle. Um, so we have people who are focused on payments. We have people who are focused on savings and investments. We have people who are focused on credit um, and more and more. Um, the education that we're needing to do is teaching people how to manage credit, letting them understand that, first, it's not free money. Second, 
you can manage it in a way that enables your business to grow tremendously, right? Um, and we're, we're letting them understand that, you know, so we're, we're coming from a place where people have legacy beliefs that credit is bad, yeah. you know? So we grew up around in an environment where your parents will say to you, oh, don't take credit. The bank doesn't want you to survive. They want to kill you. They're going to kill your business. They're going to take your house. They're going to take your money. Right. They're going to take your car, right? Um, and we're now moving away from that to say, well, yes, but there is a way to do it in a way that it grows your business and the business continues to service the credit and it doesn't become a problem for you, right? So yeah. we're gradually getting to those areas where we're telling people that, you know, why do you have to push up the cash for it when you can take a loan and spread it over a longer term? And then you right. can use your cash to invest in other things. That's right. the um, best financial thing to do and help people to make better financial decisions. So we're training them, um, giving them more access to financial literacy, giving them a bit more business automate, process automation. We're encouraging these guys to register their businesses. We're encouraging them to pay their taxes because for us, we're also, the, the tax part is also some data that is going to start going into the algorithm now to make better decisions because when you pay your taxes, it means you're a good citizen. Um, right. Your willingness is very high when you pay taxes. Will and, right. and, and the most difficult thing to estimate is willingness to repay. But for people who are able to willingly pay taxes, it means that they have good intentions, and those are the type of people you want to continue to bring on. So we right. and, and that is also a good thing. So that's one of the factors that you would look at, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. I know it's fascinating. One of the things that I've always felt is. You know, young people in emerged markets, not just emerging markets, but emerged markets like uh, Western Europe and the US, where they, young people, where they're paying their bills regularly, they still struggle to get credit support to essentially rent apartments, buy cars. Mm -hmm. It's insane. And yet, if you look at their actions, their actions show that they're good risks. You know, they're a good bet. And, uh, and so I'm very excited to see how your model continues to build. But let me shift gears a bit here, Mwiwa, because you have another interesting story here, which is that you started the business at the very beginning of the pandemic. And I'd just be curious to hear your pathway from really May of 2020 to now and how that's developed and the challenges and opportunities that you faced. That's so interesting. Um, so at the time that we started, uh, to be honest, I wasn't sure to start or not to start because of COVID. Um, yeah. I was head of business um, for a similar business um, called Migo um, yeah. at the time. Um, I was just coming out of surgery. I So I played football a lot. So I told my ligament, I had a, a replacement surgery. I was just coming out of that surgery, going through a rehabilitation. And then I said to my team on one of the weekly calls, I was like, well, um, if there's a downturn now, I probably would be the first to go because, hey, I'm just getting out of surgery. I'm not contributing much. I, I mean, I, I thought that I was just messing around. I really didn't know that that was going to happen. And then that ended up happening, but I didn't have to go. Um, but some other people in my team had to go. So at that point, I started to think to myself, um, you know, because I was against the decision, I didn't think it was the right decision. And then the fact that I also didn't get to pick the people who could leave on my team, I also mm -hmm. didn't like that. So that kind of accelerated the need to start Black Cover. Um, and then everyone in the industry at the time where everyone was reducing their loan books. They were essentially not doing new loans anymore. Small businesses were struggling. Everyone was complaining. And I kept saying, 
there are guys who are still doing businesses. People still have to eat. People still have to drink water. People still have to, you know, there's still a bit of life, even though people couldn't move around as much. And you need to be able to support these kind of people with credit, right? Um, but hey, no one was listening to me. I, I called up my co-founder, who's, who's also my friend from my banking days and also Flutterwave days. Um, and I said, you know what? Um, I'm thinking about setting this thing up. Um, it's going to be called Black Copper. Do you want to come on? He's an engineer. Um, and then I was like, hey, do you want to jump on this thing with me? Um, I think it's going to be an exciting ride. <laughs> and he was like, in the middle of COVID? <laughs> I said, yeah, in the middle of COVID. Let's do this. I mean, like, hey, this is the hardest time. So let's let's get it done now. You know, if, if we figure it out now, it'll be easier on. Um, yeah. And then we started... Spoke to a few family and friends to get our, our first pre-seed off the ground, and 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 we did get it get it along that way. That's excellent. And in some ways, you probably learned a bit from the Migo experience as well. Probably what could be done better, how you could be more effective in the local For community. Sure. Yeah, I can For see sure. that. Migo did give 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 the access to to be able to learn um, around small businesses, how to support them, how to de-risk. The process of supporting them as well um, using alternate data you know we were able to get a lot of learnings from from Mego at the time excellent excellent well i mean now we're at a interesting point and i would say as a fintech business you're really kind of in the eye of uh the hurricane a bit in the sense that you know we have this global stress on the economies around the world is it a recession is it something else who knows i mean we know perhaps it's you know definition is from an economist perspective a recession but in some ways perhaps it has different traits and different characteristics. Tell me a little bit how that's impacting your business and how you guys are planning for the near future. That's great. Um, so great thing is we're fundraising at this time. We're doing our, our seed round now, uh, trying to raise $3 million at a 20 million valuation. Um, it's kind of made that a, a little more interesting than normal. You know, um, if we were doing this two years ago, we would have closed around in maybe two or three weeks with our traction and all the things that we have. But we've gotten to a point where investors are a bit more careful. Everyone's um, holding on holding their cards to their chest. They're trying to see what's going to happen. Um, but within this space, what we have seen is demand has almost doubled. Um, wow. Because during a recession, everyone still needs money, right? Everyone still wants access to money. So what we have done on our side as well is pretty much focus on our repeat customers um, and say to them, don't worry, we would always be here to support you. To say, if you're paying your loans on time, you will get more loans. It would not mm -hmm. be a problem for you. Um, for people who are newly coming in, we're just acquiring you. We're going to take a, a, a more... Um, a more granular approach to scoring you. We look at you more um, closely than we might have last In year. The past, but now we have right. to look at you. Yeah, yeah, we have to look at you a little more. And we will give you a chance as well. We'll make you an offer on your first loan. If you do great on your first loan, then we'll see how you continue to grow with us. Um, right. So we don't we don't think that being in a recession um, means that everything has to shut down. Or we think that it's a time to double down on market share on our side as well. It's a time to stick close to our customers. It's a time to tell our customers, we will always be there to support you um, and yeah. say, well, everyone says no to you. We will say yes. We'll say yes because we have historicals that show that you honor your word. We have historicals that show that you, you will repay your loans on time and we will trust that you continue to do that. 
Yeah, I know. And I can see how you're building up that track record that you'll be able to attract investors. Well, you know, we want, if there are investors out there or other people that really are interested in the Black Copper service, where's the best place to find you and learn more? Um, hey, I'm on LinkedIn. You can check the websites, blackcopper.io with the, um, the app is on the Play Store or the iOS store. You can download the app, walk through it. But I'm very easily reachable on LinkedIn as well. I'm, I'm always, um, and I respond on time. <laughs> now, big question we want, I can't remember, did Nigeria qualify for the World Cup or no? Are you guys in or not? Um, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. Uh, it was so painful. I was, I was looking forward to a trip to Qatar. Because I would have gone if Nigeria made it, but we didn't. We didn't. Well, On I the feel last, like the we, World we, we, Cup is uh, losing out. I mean, whenever the Eagles play, it's so yeah. exciting. So yeah. exciting. It's, I think it's probably my favorite national team, you know, in terms ooh, of the passion nice. that they play. And obviously, there have been some fabulous, fabulous European players over the years that come from Nigeria. Well, Mwiwa, thank you so much for being on Uncage today. We've been talking to Mwiwa Faulkner. He is the co-founder and CEO of Black Copper. Black Copper is doing some really, really interesting stuff in terms of delivering financial services, really going after small to medium-sized businesses, providing them the services that they need to grow their business, rethink how they assess risk, rethink how they assess credit and build forward. It's an incredible space. It's for anyone who believes in small to medium-sized business as the driver for our global economy, which it is, and, and people sometimes forget that, this type of work is exactly what we need. We want thank you so much for being on Uncaged today, and we look forward to having you back.